Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and each Monday we speak with an expert from Lutheran Social Service. And this morning we're talking about work-life balance. Striking a balance between work and free time helps build a healthy, happy life. But establishing that balance is not always easy, especially as many of us are working from home during COVID. Tim Olhoff with LSS Behavioral Health offers advice to setting healthy boundaries in our personal and professional lives. Tim, thanks so much for speaking with us today. Thanks for having me, Emily. So you work in an employee assistance program that LSS Behavioral Health has, and it's called New Vantage. Will you tell us what that is, New Vantage? Sure. So New Vantage Employee Resources, it's an employee assistance program. It's a set, essentially a set of services that we provide to employees and managers of our uh, contracted customers precisely for the purpose of helping employees maintain work and life balance so that if they're experiencing personal problems or work-related stresses, we want to give them assistance so that they can uh, kind of bring their life and their work back into balance. So what does that look like, ideally, a work-life balance? Yeah, well, so work-life balance, what that's really about is experiencing both work and life as being rich and purposeful. So that one is, uh, it doesn't take on greater significance in our life than the other. Um, ideally, people should be able to be fully present, fully focused on what they're doing when they're at work or when they're at home. They should be focused on home. They should be, in, you know, fully engaged. So we consider work-life balance to be problematic for people if they are spending their time at work, pining away for a time that they can be at home. Um, or, you know, thinking that they can't wait to, to get back to their home life or spending an inordinate amount of time at home thinking about your work responsibilities or what's coming up or spending a lot of time at home feeling bored because you haven't developed your non-work life. You know, you've, you've derived all of your sense of purpose and meaning at work. And when you get home, it's really just sort of passing the time. Um, we generally feel like an enduring sense of balance. I believe an enduring sense of balance means not only that you're present, uh, but that one might look sort of retrospectively over time at your at your life and your work, and you can you can engage and you can look at, at that time and, and de- de- determine that you have been um, balanced and that you've spent the amount of time doing the, those different activities that that when you were at work you you, you accomplished a, a, a significant number of things and when you were at home and with your family and in your life you've you can look back and see that you've uh, that you've done a number of things and so I say that because the tricky part of um, of looking back retrospectively at time and engaging whether or not we've had a balance, uh, it turns out that our brains tend to filter out the expanse of time that nothing unique was offered. So meaning we're not we're not terribly effective at recording time spent on idle activity, but rather our brains sort of look back and remember time, not according to the expanse of time, but according to the events that have occurred. So I, I, I always tell people that the reason that that's important is that um, you, you don't want to spend your time at home engaged in idle activity. You want to you want to try and pursue unique uh, stimuli. You want to get out, do new things, take your kids somewhere you haven't been before. Uh, go do so even if you don't feel like getting off the couch at a particular moment and you'd rather binge watch Netflix, 
in the, at the end of the day, you're going to look back and feel a lot more balanced and you're going to feel a lot better if you deliberately go out and pursue some, some type of activity or do something new and unique. Hmm. I imagine, uh, Tim, that work-life balance kind of looks different from person to person. For instance, what about someone whose hobbies maybe align with their work so that those lines get kind of blurred? Tell me a little bit about that. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and that's one of the reasons when you say when you mentioned the fact that it can vary from person to person, it's unique. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I think it's important that people not look for a simple recipe in achieving a work-life balance. Um, I tend to be a, a bit leery of books or you know things that offer sort of a one-size-fits-all. Here's the four steps to you know the perfect balance in life and work. Um, and so some people may derive a significant sense of purpose and achievement in the work, and they don't necessarily mind working 50 plus hours a week because it, their work really is who they are. They're able to project themselves into that and be fully present in that work, and that's important um, because that you know part of that uh, that their avocation fits with their work. There may be other people that go to work, and the work is really a means for them acquiring a paycheck and having some connections to people. And they have a number of avocations that provide them with a great sense of meaning, and they'll feel robbed if they don't have sufficient time for, you know, book club and sports and activities with kids and family get-togethers and the like. And so um, I think what's important is recognizing that the fact that it can vary and that that's fluid, people need to be able to look at what is what does balance mean for me, and that's not necessarily going to look the same as it does for someone else and and be aware that other people might not understand you know if you if you decide that you really need to spend 60 hours at work because it's so important to you other people may think that's crazy or vice versa Mm -hmm. how has COVID-19 affected the way that people set boundaries uh, between work and life Uh, COVID-19 has had a significant impact as you can imagine on uh, the work-life balance. It, it's presented a number of unique challenges uh, and for people in achieving work and life balance. Uh, for some people that are working at home, they might feel that work is running into their life completely. Uh, for people that um, achieve balance by throwing parties every weekend or you know enjoyed sports that brought them in close contact with other people, they may be grieving and frustrated about the fact that they can't continue to pursue those activities. Another challenge that is presented kind of by COVID-19 is that there's some people who have been furloughed or downsized and they may feel like um, I should just consider myself fortunate to have a job right now. And so I'm not going to worry too much about whether or not I'm balanced. I'm going to just try and, and, you know, maintain my employment. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's other people that have been furloughed uh, who are frustrated because they, the work provides a great sense of accomplishment and purpose. So it, yeah, it's, it, it's, I would say that it, what it has done is it's provided a whole unique set of challenges, but it's important then for people to say it's now a new day and I need to reestablish what um, my work-life boundaries and my work-life experience is. What tips do you have for people maybe working from home for the first time ever and struggling to keep that balance? Yeah, you know, I generally advise for people working from home that in order to keep your your work from completely sort of consuming your home space, that you designate a specific location at home that you 
are working in. Now, and again, that can differ from person to person. Some people it doesn't, it's not a problem. But generally speaking, if you can designate an office or whether even a corner of your living room or something that becomes your office, um, that's related to something we call contextual specific learning, which is a, a construct that uh, indicates that people are, um, our thought processes are coupled with our external environment. And so if you work in all spaces in your home, essentially what you do is you train your brain to associate your home fully with your work. So I, I tend to encourage people that if they can sort of compartmentalize um, their office or whatever, they'll have an easier time getting up at the end of the day and kind of embracing their home life. Sure. Uh, Tim, how can people learn more about New Vantage and how your behavioral health staff can help people find a better work-life balance? People can reach out and contact us anytime. They can find us at the Lutheran Social Services website. It's lssmn.org forward slash New Vantage, which is N-U-V-A-N-T-A-G-E. You can also reach our counseling folks by call, uh, going to lssmn.org forward slash counseling. And I always encourage people that uh, the experience of work and life balance is fluid and it doesn't, you don't necessarily need to be having some sort of a crisis or major, major mental health issue. You can contact, potentially sit down with a, a counselor that can help you uh, just examine what is important in your life to you and create a plan for achieving that balance probably in, you know, two to three sessions. Tim Olhoff is with Behavioral Health from Lutheran Social Service. Tim, thank you so much for talking with us today. Thanks for having me, Emily.